He probably would have walked right past them and gone on stage with the pickup band he hired when he rolled into town. I hear Phil Spector, who did all those great records in the 50s and early 60s. Phil's voice is scary, always challenging me, always reminding me that he came first. Wilson, I hear him saying in my head, you're never going to top you've lost that love and feeling or be my baby, so don't even try. But maybe he wants me to try. Nothing is ever simple with him. Not when he's in my head. Simple isn't what he's about. People say that we named Pet Sounds partly as a tribute to him. Check the initials. I also hear my dad in my head. His voice is louder than the others. What's the matter, buddy? You got any guts? Is this all about you? Why so many musicians? Rock and roll is two guitars, a bass, and drums. Any more than that is just about ego. When I hear those voices, I try to shut them out. I'm just trying to get a feel for the room and how the songs will come alive inside of it. I'm also trying to get a feel for where I fit into all of this. Back in the old days with the boys, I never liked going on stage. People used to write about how I seemed stiff. Then they started writing about how I had stage fright. It's a weird phrase, stage fright. I wasn't afraid of the stage, I was afraid of all the eyes watching me, and of the lights, and of the chance that I might disappoint everyone. There were so many expectations that I could figure out in the studio, but they were different on stage. A good audience is like a wave that you can ride on top of. It's a great feeling, but a crowd can also feel the other way around, like a wave that's on top of you. There are other voices, too, along with Chuck Berry and Phil Spector and my dad. The other voices are worse. They're saying horrible things about my music. Your music is no damn good, Brian. Get to work, Brian. You're falling behind, Brian. Sometimes they just skip the music and go right for me. We're coming for you, Brian. This is the end, Brian. We are going to kill you, Brian. They're bits and pieces of the rest of the people I think about, the rest of the people I hear. They don't sound like anyone I know, not exactly, except that I know them all too well. I have heard them since I was in my early twenties. I've heard them many days, and when I haven't heard them, I've worried about hearing them. My whole life I've tried to figure out how to deal with them. I've tried to ignore them. That didn't work. I've tried to chase them away with drinking and drugs. That didn't work. I've been fed all kinds of medication, and when it was the wrong kind, which was often, that didn't work. I've had all kinds of therapy. Some of it was terrible and almost did me in. Some of it was beautiful and made me stronger. In the end, I've had to learn to live with them. Do you know what that's like? To struggle with that every single day of your life? I hope not, but many people do or know someone who does. Everyone who knows me knows someone who does. So many people on the planet deal with some type of mental illness. I've learned that over the years and it makes me feel less lonely. It's part of my life. There's no way around it. My story is a music story and a family story and a love story, but it's a story of mental illness too. London is part of that story. I've often said that this city is my spiritual home. London audiences really appreciate my music. The Smile Show is part of that story.
It's a way of bringing something back that looked like it would stay in the past. To calm myself, I try to meditate my way into the music. Music is the solution. Music takes what's inside me and puts it into the world around me. It's my way of showing people things I can't show any other way. Music is in my soul. I wrote that once, and it's one of the best lyrics I ever wrote. I remember what I was thinking about. The past. Resurrecting smile is both past and present. When we didn't finish the album, a part of me was unfinished also, you know? Can you imagine leaving your masterpiece locked up in a drawer for almost 40 years? That drawer was open slowly. It came open a little bit at a Christmas party at Scott Bennett's house, where I played heroes and villains on the piano, and then a little more when David Leaf told me to play it at a tribute show. At